Well, it's really good to be with you all this morning here. Uh, you know, one of our delights and always in our last trips when we were coming into the States, always was to come here. Uh, for us, it's like this is our home church uh, in the U.S. Uh, and we feel really, really good here with you all. Um, every time I just call Pastor Dan to talk about Cuba, he just only always go and say, "Oh, I was just speaking with this person about you. I was just speaking with you, uh, with this other couple about you. I was gathering with this other person and talking about you." And I'm like, "Well, it's not about me. It's about Cuba." <laughs> but then I, I'm like, "Well, yes, but I love them a lot too. So that's really good to know." <laughs> so we're really happy to be here this morning. My wife and Jelly, my two kids, Daniel and Daniela. My dad always tell me like. You need to mention me too. So my dad sent you greetings to, to, to all of you. Um, it's a big pleasure to open with, with you this morning the Bible uh, in Psalm 32. And I like a lot this Psalm because one of the big things that everybody's trying to find today and many churches, that's what they try to promote is how to be happy. And everybody's just trying to to take people and come to church and gather with us because this is going to be the church who is going to help you to be the happiest person in the world. And then people just start trying to find that. Many people just put a lot of money in trying to get books about happiness, 29 ways on how to be more happy, 27 ways how to be uh, more happy every day, and then just spending a lot of things on how to be happy or how to be more happy every day. People just expend a lot, of, uh, a lot of money just trying to buy or do certain thing because this is going to make me more happy. And everybody, that's like the complete world out there who is trying to promote happiness in many ways. One of the big things is that we have in the Bible, just in Psalm 32, the best two verses who are going to tell us what is to be happy. But not, not only that, because if we just say that the Bible is going to teach us how to be happy, then we are like putting really low the Bible. No, the Bible is going to tell us how to be happy, but more than that, how to be blessed. And that's the second, uh, the second step on happy. Everybody's just trying to, uh, to find that, and many times we cannot get it. And that's the, the reality every day. We wake up in the morning, we try to be, to be happy, then a problem comes. What happened after that? We do something wrong. The next step is that then we are angry or we don't want to see another person. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. So happiness is one of the biggest things, and that's why many people try to gather around of that one word. Many churches just promote that, and many people just try to do it. But we have in Psalm 32, and probably many of you are like going like, I don't see it. Let me see. Let me try to find it there. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to open the Bible, just go through Psalm 32, and you will see how God is going to tell us what is to be happy, but not only that, but what is to be blessed. So we're going to, to start in verse number one. And this psalm starts with the word, blessed is the one, and that's referred to us. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. Now we go and we say, well, for us to be blessed or for us to be happy depends on what others can do. And then that's the, the first principle in this psalm. 
If you just go on the first, just the first uh, verse, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. The second, whose sin is covered. The third, blesses the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. And then you go and say, well, here are, are three things, how a person can be blessed, and none of them depends on himself. And then now we go and we say, well, but what is going then wrong? I'm trying to find happiness, or I'm trying to be blessed, and I'm trying to do everything by my own strength. Well, David is just going to start writing everything here and saying, well, if you want to be happy, if you want to be blessed, number one, you need to know that that is not by your own strength. Happiness, bless, that is going to come from the act or from the work from another person. And that only person is Jesus Christ. We can just then... Now in the morning, just go and say, well, that's what it says there. We don't need any other explanation. We can just only close the Bible and go home. And then go and tell everybody, like, hey, you got it wrong. If you think that you can become happy or blessed by everything that you can do, then you're losing the point from the Bible. What the Bible is just going and explaining us is the way to be blessed, the way to be happy, is by the act of another person in your favor. Is not something that you can do by your own strength. And that is what David is going to explain here then on the rest of the psalm. And something really, really important for us to understand is who's the person who is receiving the act of being blessed? That's us. By whom we have been blessed? By God. And David, we just first need to know like who was writing all of this and just going through... Um, Knowing why this psalm is there and why it is talking to us today too. Well, David, he has been alone many times. David was a man who was suffering a lot. If you can think about a person going through many bad situations, that was David. And all the kids, if you just ask, who knows who is David? Well, everybody knows a famous story about David. David was the short guy, the big guy was standing there. He was just speaking against the uh, Israelites. And then... David came up, got the stone and the thing, and just went, kill this big, big man. So all the kids, they know that story. That was something really good for my dad when I was growing up. He always teaches us all the, the small stories from the Bible. And that was a way that whenever, after that, when I was growing up, I was looking always to the Bible and saying, you know, now I know who was David. And now this psalm makes sense for me because now because I know who David was and everything that he was struggling, now I can identify myself with everything that was going on there. David was that person that didn't have friends. A big king with all the power and everything was just trying to, to kill him everywhere. That's David. So all the kids, we know that story. And whenever you say, well... This David was somebody out of the planet and this and that. Well, this same David was struggling too and, and having many difficulties. And the good piece for David was to know that to be, ha uh, to be happy or to be blessed, it was not something that was coming out of him, but it was the act or it was something that was received by God. 
And that's why he was like going, I need to accomplish everything that God is calling me to do. And that's why our main purpose in our life is just to walk and to do everything that God is asking us to do through the Bible. And then we just go and say, we're going to do it, not because of our own strength, but because, because God is going to help us to do it. So, just starting in Psalm 32, we can just go and say, everybody's trying to find happiness, trying to find to be blessed, and the best way that they can just have that happiness that they're looking for is come to Christ. The only way is to find that Jesus who died on the cross, to take on him all the sin from his people, and then in that way we are the ones who receive all the work that Jesus has been doing at the cross. So, if we just start looking at here, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. It's really good to know that Jesus forgives all, all our sin. Who can just stand and say, well, I'm a person who doesn't sin? Nobody can just go and say that. That's part of the problem of why in the world we don't find a lot of people really, really, really happy. Why? Because transgression of sin is the biggest problem in the world. Everybody is against God. Everybody is trying to go just against God. And it's by nature, because all of us are sinners by nature. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How good is to know that Jesus covers sin? Every time that you just go and think about sin, just go and say, that's something that I do every day. Probably just in this morning, if we just go and say, who has sinned this morning? Well, everybody just go like, oh, yes. And something really, really interesting from the Bible is in the way that Paul has been just explaining. And he was telling us, go and ask God for forgiveness for the sin that you know and for the ones that you don't know. So then when, when you get to that point, then you go and say, well, there's a lot of sins that I know and there are so many others that I don't know. But I need to go to God, and, and, and it's really good to know that God covered those sins. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. Many times here in the States, in Cuba, as you know, there's, um, people go to the judge and everything is just one, one charge. Here in the States, you know that people go and they have 29 charges and they count all of them. And then they go one by one and then you, you know how guilty a person is because of a lot of charges that that person has. In Cuba it's really easy for us, it's just one and that's all. They can put you 50 years. But here in the States they go and count one by one. It's really good whenever we know that God covers all of those quantities of guilty things that we just have been doing. And that's the big, big work of God for us. When we think about sinners in this world, we need to know that how many sins Jesus has been covering? A lot. And that's marvelous. And in whose spirit there is no deceit. So that's the first part for all of this is, here you have the key for blessing. Whenever you want to know how to be blessed, how to be happy, 
Remember about the work of Jesus in your favor. That's the best thing that we can just talk about how to be happy. Happy is not going to be, or blessed is not going to be in the more that you have. It's not going to be in whatever you can do. You can try to do whatever you want. Always is going to be more problems, more troubles, because we live in a sinful world. And always is going to be that there. But it's really good to know. And that's the hope for Christians, is that we're going to be with Jesus forever. And that's our hope. So then we go and we're going to start looking at all the other divisions and then we're going to follow all of this. So we're going to see now in verse 3 and 4 what can make our blessed or happiness to delay a little bit. And then in verse 3 and 4 it says, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. The first problem that we see is that when we kept silent, his bone was it away through his groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. One of the things that we can see every day at an, at, and at every time is that whenever we kept silent, more trouble are going to come. And the best example that I always try to put for people is my kids. Whenever my kids are playing, you listen to them playing, everything is fine. Whenever you listen to the kids silent, everybody just go like, I need to check, something wrong is happening. It's the same with us. Whenever two people are having a relationship, they just go silent one to the other, turn around and start walking away, something wrong has been going on. Whenever... In a couple, husband and wife do not talk anymore, and one is going this direction, the other is going to this one. Five hours without talking, something is going wrong. Whenever kids know I don't want to talk to that person anymore or to that kid anymore, everybody knows that something is going wrong. The same happened to God. How many times we try to keep silent with God? How often do you go in prayer to God? How often do you just go and, and talk to God and say, I sin to you, God. I sin against you. I did something wrong. Many times when we just go and do something wrong, the best that we can do is just go silent. Oh, I'm not going to talk to God for the next three days until I can repair everything that I did wrong. That's really bad. And we have a big example in the Bible of a couple that went silent. And the best one, again, all the kids, they know this one, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. They did something wrong. They sinned. What was the next step? They just went away, tried to hide everything, repair everything, cover their sin. But they didn't solve the problem. God had to come. God initiated the initiative, talked to them, dressed them, did all the work to restore the relationship that was broken. How many times for us it's so complicated to restore relationships? How many times for us in our marriage, in our way, our neighbors, everybody, how difficult is for us 
to restore things. That's why the only one who can help us to be blessed or to be happy is just God. But how many times we just go silent? That's the first step not to be blessed or happy. Don't keep silent. And many times that's what we want to do. We just go and say, I'm not going to talk to this person anymore. I'm just going and hide. If I did something wrong, many times for us as kids, my dad was like, what did you do? You don't look to the eyes and the person say, forgive me. Sorry, I did it wrong. And that's the first step that David is just going and putting here. The first one is kept silent. And for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. The hand of God, whenever we kept silent, his hand is going to be upon us. And it's going to be heavy. We don't like that. But how many times we face that every time that we just go and, and do something wrong against God? We do something wrong against God. The next thing that we know is that His hand, heavy hand, is upon us. And then we go and say, But why? Well, there's a reason. We kept silent, we didn't turn to God. We didn't pray to God. We didn't ask for forgiveness. And that's why the title is Forgiveness, the Key of Blessing. And that's why I wade into here because every time we ask for forgiveness, then we're going to be happy. How good is to see when a person just comes to another one and say, Hey, forgive me. That person say, Yes. Can we continue? Yes. You see those two persons just go like, thank you. The problem is gone. And then after that, you, you just start planning. And that's among two persons. Imagine every time the Bible just says, every time somebody repent, there's joy in heaven. Because of salvation. And many times we don't know many of those verses because we don't put it together. But joy is going to be in heaven every, every time a sinner repents. Every time a sinner is saved by God's grace. Why is it going to be that in heaven? Well, because of forgiveness. The act from Jesus at the cross, the repentance of these sinners are going to bring joy. And many times we don't put those verses together. And I like to have that because everybody's just going like, I need to be happy. Well, the best way to be happy is just to be forgiven from God. And that's all I need to know. This, the, the third division that we have is, when co confessing my sin, God forgive them. And here is a big, big doctrine that many times we just forget about it. And it's the doctrine that God do not change. How good is for us to know that every time that we come to God, He's going to forgive our sin. Why? Well, because He's not like us. For us, He's many times they can come and say, hey, Stefan, please forgive me. No, I want to forgive you now. Probably tomorrow. 
Well, what happened? Well, now he doesn't love me, but probably tomorrow he will love me more. That's not the case with God. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that's why we can just go and say, I'm going to come to God because he's going to forgive, to forgive because he's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He's not like us. For us, it's like, oh, this guy did something really bad to me. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Or I'm not going to go and ask for forgiveness because he's not going to forgive me. Because maybe he, he has been just thinking a lot of what I did. And that's why he's not going to forgive me. But the good peace for God and the good news from God is that he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he is not going to change. And when we think about that, when, then is when we go and say, now I understand why many of the people in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, they were praying the whole time to God. Well, they prayed to God because they understood all of this. And many times people don't understand that, and that's why people just go and say, I don't see any reason why praying. Probably I will just go and pray one time a day. Oh, yes, okay, I'm going to pray three times a day like Daniel. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What about forgiveness? What about just going to God every time that we can and find Him every, every, play, every time that we do something wrong? When confessing sin, God forgive them. And that's in verse number 5. I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of sin. That is really good to know. What a blessing is just to know that every time we can come to God, He is going to forgive us. Because He is not going to be moved by any emotion. He is not going to be like, I will love you more today. Or I will love you more tomorrow if you do this or you do that. Or I will not love you anymore if you continue doing what you're doing because I will change. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible says, when confessing my sin, God forgive them. And that is really good to know. Because in the previous one, we just see um, in verse 3 and 4 that he was just keeping silent. And the result was to have the heavy hand of, uh, of God on him. But now here in the next one he's saying, but when I just talk to God, he forgive my sin. Then we have verses 6 and 7. Everyone who is godly must pray. Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. It's really good just to go to God every time that He can be found. Many times we just try to run away from God. And that was what happened to Adam and Eve. They start just running away from God. Every time we sin, the first thing that we know is that we don't want to pray. The second one is we don't want to read the Bible. The third one is, I don't want to go to church anymore. And then in that way, you just start getting away from God. And then everybody just start like, oh no, but he's inside of me. 
Well, if you're getting away from God, He's not going to be inside of you. And that's one of the first signs what is happening in you. So, when you just think about this part, therefore, everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found, is that we need to go to God. And everybody just wants to run away from God. People kept silent. The second one is he will forgive us if we pray to him. And then the next verses is going to talk, everyone who is godly must pray. Many times we forget to pray for forgiveness until the waters are high. Many times, and this happened to us in Cuba and probably for you here the same, something really funny for us in, in Cuba every time, like a hurricane, because we, we know a lot about Miami and Cuba. Every time in Miami is coming a hurricane, then you hear and you see in Cuba all the news like, the people in Miami start running to the store, buying, buying waters and this and that, and getting prepared for the storm. For us, it's like, oh, now because you know the storm is coming, now is when you run and you try to see everything. You don't, you don't check for your roof until you start looking that it's leaking. Well, it's better just to, to go and check every time and then you will not need to spend a lot. And that's the same problem. We forget to pray because our life is really happy and we are jumping and everything is going really well. Our salary is perfect. Then something happened and then we want to pray every 30 minutes. Hey, remember, pray every 30 minutes because I need to solve my problem. Well, what happened that you were not praying? And that's what you will find here. Verse 6 and 7. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you, when, when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You pre, uh, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shout of deliverance. It's really good just to go to God. Because just on him... And He alone is going to be our refuge. It's really good to be able to go to God every time that we can. Don't wait until the water just go really high and then you, you need to start calling to somebody for help. It's really good to have that person with you always and knowing that that person is on your side. What a great comfort for us is to know that we have friends. And probably many of us, if I just go and ask, how many of you, you have friends? Everybody will say, yes, I have friends. That's really good. And those friends, the good piece for that is that you can call them anytime that you want or you have a need. But you call them to continue having a relationship with them when you have goods. In that same way, you need to do with God. Don't wait until you have a problem to come to God. People... They're out there, and many times, I don't know if you have the same here in, in the States, but in Cuba, we receive a lot of prayer requests from people like, oh, pray for, for my cousin who is, a, a, um, who is at the hospital, he wasn't uh, having drugs and this and that, and he's dying, and he just had three days. Then I'm like, well, but why you didn't preach the gospel to him before? Ah, uh, well, you know, he's difficult. Come to God whenever you can find him. Don't wait to the last moment when it's going to be really late.
And that's something that the Bible is just going with all of this. At the beginning, I like the way that is uh, on the top of the soul says a masculine of David. A masculine is just why uh, say. And we have many of those in our head and we remember them. Well, just put all of this in your head and, and always remember this Psalm 32. No, uh, put in your head by memory, always remember it. This is really important for us to know. Because this is like our daily life. Our daily life is go to God in prayer. We have a problem. We are angry. We just don't know what to do. That's our daily things that, that we just face every day. And here we have a, a really good, like verse by verse, if you just go and read it and read it, you will see that it's really comfort to us. And the way that God is just uh, doing all of this in our life. So the, the other division is in verse uh, 8 and 9. God will be the one who will teach you how to go. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with the eye upon you. Here, David is just going and telling us, God is the one who is going to teach us. How many times we just want to, to do everything in our own ways? How many times we just want to, to try to figure it out, how to solve a problem, or try to do something better? We're not going to improve the Bible. We're not going to improve God's law. We're not going to make it better. There's no way for us to do it. The only way is follow the Bible, follow God's word, and you will be always blessed and happy. But the problem is that we don't want to do that. We just want to go and try to do everything around. Many times, and this for me is a great example, I have been traveling around the states. I don't know anything. But like this morning, I was coming here and Don said, did you came on five and turn on the south and this? I'm like, I don't know. I just follow them up. <laughs> I have been traveling the, the whole U.S., never got lost. Do you know the best way for me not to get lost in the whole U.S.? Follow them up. And for me and my family, it's like the same. Follow scripture, follow God's law. You will never be lost. The big problem is that we have God's word. What's the answer for all our problems? Oh, let me see what he's going to tell me. Let's see what he's going now to tell me. Let's see another person to give me counsel. Let's see this and let's see that. We forget about the Bible, we forget about the pastors, and we just go and try to figure it out by, by our own way. Well, if I will be like leaving Texas, and I need to make it to Seattle, and be with you here today, probably in the next 20 years, I will not find my way if I will try to do it in my own understanding of the roads in the States. Why? Because the first problem is that I don't know how to do it. I know what is a road, and I know that one goes that way, another one comes this way. What's the direction that God, God wants me to go? Follow what God is telling in the Bible. That's why he gave it to us. 
Do you, do you want to know how to go in this world? Don't follow the world. Follow the scripture. Why we gather together every Sunday? Well, to do this, to go through the Bible, to learn, to be together as a family, to be friends, and together we will try to figure it out how to go. What a blessing is, is for me and my family every time that I can say, I have a problem, let me call Don. <laughs> that for me is really good. Do you imagine for a person that how to go, what to do? I cannot go to anybody. Nobody loves me. Everybody's against me. That's really complicated. You don't know what's the blessing for you to have a church where you can be part of it. A family that at any time you can just go whenever I have a need or whatever I have, I need a counselor or something. There's a church, there are brothers and sisters in Christ that I can go to. That's really important. And that's what is on the heart here. God will, God will be the one who will teach you how to go. That's really important for us to know. The importance of the word of God. There's nothing apart from the Bible that will teach you how to go. There's no way. And for many of us, we don't want, just think about it. And I always tell my kids, and I always tell the people in Cuba, always apply the same principle that you use with the Bible, apply it to everything else. So, from now on, from now on, forget about the Bible, for, forget about the preaching of, of the Word of God, and don't do anything of that anymore. But do the same on the street. Forget about all the directions, forget about everything of that, and just try to find everything without knowing where things are. That is going to be chaos. It's going to be really, really complicated because we need directions. Oh yes, I'm going this direction, this road, number five, number this, number that. I need to have that. Well, well why then you want to get rid of the Bible? Why do you want to get rid of God's law? Why do you want to do that? What's the way that you need to go? God is the only one who is going to teach you how to go. And that's why for me this is like, this is the best. Who is going to teach me how to go? It's just God. Who is going to let me know like, which way I need to go? It's just God through the Bible. But here, then, we just go in verse 9. It says, be not like a horse or a mule without understanding this is for me I know a lot what that is in Cuba one of the best ways of people doing transportation is just going in a, in a horse and a buggy and many of you in the past in the states it was the same from moving from here to there it was a horse and a buggy my brother when he was in Cuba that was his job to train the horses to be able to go where to turn, go this way, go to the other. For me, it was really easy to see how, how smart horses they were to go and to know that they need to ride on this side of the road. And then whenever my brother just uh, went and did like, it will turn this way, they will know. And for me, that was like, wow, amazing. Until my brother, I started looking how he did all of that. 
And then when I saw that, I said, wow, I, need, I know now that how the horses learn is on the, on the really difficult way. My brother was like putting something here on the bite, and then it was turning the, everything there really bad for the horse. And every time my brother was like, the horse, he was like, this is terrible. And then I was like, I don't want God to teach me in that same way. Do you imagine if God is going to teach us like a horse and a mule? I don't want that to happen to me. And that's what the world wants. They just want to go like horses and like and, uh, and mule like without training. But the worst part is that they need to know that God is going to train them anyway. And they are going to be accountable to God too. And that's something that they don't realize. But God is going to be the only one who is going to teach you how to go. So if God is going to be the only one who is going to teach you how to go, that's why we need just to go to the Bible, listen to God's preaching, gathering together, obeying God's law. Don't try to get rid of the Bible. Don't try to get rid of God's law. But obey it. Because that's the only way that God is going to teach us. If we just try to go in a different way, what is going to happen is that He's going to train us anyway, like a horse and a mule. And I don't want that. So then when you continue in verse 10, it will go and say, Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surround the one who trusts in the Lord. What is going to happen with those that trust in the Lord? And this is where our comfort comes. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. What a blessing to know that steadfast love is going to surround us. So no matter, and, and everything that we were like just talking in the verse before, God is going to train us as a horse or as a mule. His heavy hand in verse uh, in verse number uh, 4, uh, uh, it is going and saying, the heavy hand is going to be upon you. I'm going to train you as a horse or as a mule. We go and say, well, but then I don't want it. But here in verse number 10, it goes and say, but I'm going to do that because I love you. When I was growing up, my dad was like disciplined me and my brother. We were really like not the best kids. <laughs> And my dad was disciplining us. And I'm really thankful today because of that. Because discipline is really good and is the way of training. And that's for the kids to know. Every time parents go and discipline you, is because they love you. It's the same way for God with us. Every time God just disciplines us or trains us in the same way that horses and mules is because he loves us. Steadfast love is going to be surrounding us. And that is something that I go and I say, it's really a big thing that God loves me. His love for me is what is keeping me on this earth, serving him and doing everything. Because if everything will be because of us, everything that we deserve is just going to hell. But because of God, because of His love for us, because He chose us 
And he's going to take us all the way to eternity. That is what is keeping us here. Doing everything that he wants us to do. Because of his love. Verse 11. Now we're going to have the result of a blessed person. And then it will go and say, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. All righteous and shout for joy. All of you are right in heart. The result of everything. The result for people who are blessed. The result for the people who are happy in the Lord. Is that they are going to praise God. So always happiness or to be blessed is going to bring in us an effect. And is that we're going to praise God forever. We're going to gather together as people of God. We're going to come together. We're going to sing to Him. We're going to praise Him forever. And that's everything that we try to do. So this Psalm 32 is bringing for me like a great perspective of what is to be blessed or what is to be happy. Don't try to find happiness in another place. Because you will not find it. The only way to be blessed or happy is just to know that sin is forgiven by God. And it's not because of you, but it's because of Him. He will not change. And every time that you go to God, He's going to forgive you. So pray, go to Him. And don't try to run away from God. That's everything that David is just telling us here in this mosque. And he's just going and saying, come to God. That's the only way of salvation. There is no other way. If, if, if you're just trying to run away from God, that's really bad. That will just suddenly try to show what is inside of you. And that is going to show where your heart is. That's why if you want to be blessed, like in verse 1 and 2, you need to know that you cannot, keep si you cannot keep silent. You need to come to God. Try to find God every time that you want. And He's going to be the one who is going to teach you everything. It's not by your own knowledge. It's not by your own strength. It, everything just comes through God, by God, through the work of Jesus Christ at the cross. There's nothing that you can do apart from Christ. And that's our hope in this day. And I just want to leave you with that. So let's pray this morning. Father, we come in front of your presence to give you thanks for the way that you give to us your word. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Letting us to know everything that we need to walk on this earth. To walk in a different, in, in a difficult world that everything that they want to do is to run away from you. To go away from your word. To go away from the church. To run away and try to find their own way. But one of the biggest things is for us to know that you are going to bring your people, your elects, you're going to bring them, you're going to train them, and you're going to do everything because you love them, 
and it's because of you, and it is not because of us. Continue blessing us and continue giving us the way to know everything that you want us to do in this earth by your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the pastors that you put every Sunday to preach your word and to bring all of this good news for us. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen.